This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome back to Off the Break Podcast. I'm Cody. With me are Kyle and Eric. Hey, everyone. Hello. <laughs> We're just giggling over our, our, our coffee talk, our chit-chat before the podcast started. Kyle abstains. Kyle doesn't like coffee. and He, he likes just... hot cocoa. Yeah. I love hot cocoa. Oh, hot cocoa's the best. Hot I actually almost got hot cocoa times, yesterday. <laughs> hot cocoa's a billion times better than coffee, but what? it doesn't. It doesn't give the same effects. Well, I mean, it's it not, doesn't change It definitely me. doesn't wake you up, but it makes me happy, so yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> still burn your throat. Yeah. I like cocoa with peppermint schnapps in it. It's like mm. it's like an adult cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> adult and alcohol are just interchangeable. Yeah. It's, it's a cocoa that's your best friend. <laughs> yeah, it, it warms and relaxes you at I the mean, same I mean, time the first time i tried it i was like whoa this like it's really good i don't like it as much it's just normal hot cocoa but <gasps> the trade-off is you know, I, obvious i don't even like normal cocoa anymore i only like it with peppermint yeah. schnapps <laughs> i don't like anything in my hot cocoa i don't i just don't like peppermint very much i don't like candy oh. canes you don't I hate marshmallows in my hot cocoa oh, man <gasps> what about whipped cream I love whipped cream. Okay, I love we'll, get, we'll settle with really? that. Oh, I but love... I eat it all. I don't. Some people like mix it in and stuff. I just eat it all in like one spoonful. Yeah, yeah. And that's like a little okay, chocolate. That was like cream. good, I guess. That was really fast. Now onto my hot cocoa. <laughs> I like when you get sort of stale marshmallows and you put them on top. So then the cocoa starts to kind of melt them, and then you put the peppermint schnapps on top of those, so it soaks into them. Ew. Oh, so good. Do you I think want to people... be chewing things when I'm drinking things. Do you think people yeah. think we're really lame as they listen to us discuss hot cocoa? No, these uh, are things no, everybody feels. This is like feels. the best hot cocoa. They're, They're getting just the notes. ones who talk about it. I mean, I agree. We're helping the, we're helping everyone out here, but yeah. maybe there's that one guy who's like, hot cocoa is for babies. And yeah. we're just like, well, he's no. a loser. He doesn't know how to <laughs> enjoy life. This this uh, unknown, unbeknownst figure is a loser. <laughs> We're also talking about spoilers for for um, Ready or Not because yeah, get all that. Cody out needs away. to know the ending of every movie. Before I do. She sees yeah, it. Well, it's not every movie, but most <laughs> movies. I'd say eighty twenty. Yeah, it's about the journey, <laughs> not the destination. Uh, no, I like to know my destination is beautiful and wonderful when I get there. I will uh, go Ready or through... Not's destination is beautiful and wonderful. I will go through a horrible <laughs> journey to get to a beautiful destination, but I will yeah, not go through point. a horrible journey to fall off a cliff and be miserable at the end. Oh, I will. Every day. No, <laughs> I can't do it. Give me that rush. <laughs> <laughs> if it's good. So is that what we want to talk about first, Ready yeah, or Not? Yeah, we got yeah. a lot on our plate today. Yeah, we're, we, well, we want to discuss Ready or Not because mm-hmm. you guys both saw it. It was a nice midweek opening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went and saw Good Boy, so we got to talk about that. Good. <laughs> it was hilarious, but <laughs> I'm very conflicted with my mom's sensibilities. As we thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of the point of like, yeah, the movie. There has, to, of course, making it, they're like... How many parents are going to like see this with their kid or think of their kids when they see oh this? Oh my gosh. It's so funny because Seth Rogen doesn't have kids, but he somehow tapped into that. Because well, like, he was a kid. <laughs> yeah, but being like a kid from that perspective is so much different than when you actually become a parent. Like there's oh, this sure. whole other layer there that is just so crazy. <laughs> and then uh, what else do we want to discuss? Oh yeah, um, the well, James that, Bond title. Yeah, the James Bond title. It's awesome. And um, <laughs> oh, maybe our weekend forecast. Matrix Four is a real thing now, and I it's guess a little thing that's been happening. <laughs> we should probably mention. I don't know if you've They're heard getting a divorce. <laughs> but 
Spider-Man is fighting. Uh, yeah. Spider-Man's having some problems right. again. Yeah. For like the fourth time in 10 years. 10, 15 years. Brutal. That poor guy. That poor kid. He doesn't he deserves so much better. He's, he's just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Come on now. But yeah, we'll we'll di- we'll dive into that. We'll in get just to all of that. Yeah. Yeah. But first, Ready or Not, which I keep wanting to call Ready Player One. <laughs> so if I hesitate, <laughs> very different movies. Before I say it, <laughs> a Steven Spielberg why. production. <laughs> no, I I loved Ready or Not. What about you, Kyle? I loved it too. Yeah. How can you not? It was so. <laughs> this it movie's was awesome. So, it was so great. It's a very simple movie. It's and it pretty much all takes place in one location. Granted, that location is huge because this mansion is just forever. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, a simple story of this girl who marries into her husband's family. They're they're a dominion, as as he makes clear. They like to be referred to as right, right. Um, the Ledomus Le Dominion, basically a wealthy family who made all their money off of board games, because mm-hmm. um, that's a really lucrative market. Well, <laughs> back before TV. <laughs> um, and basically, she has to play a game with the family in order to be initiated in, and. The game that she randomly picks is hide-and-seek, and it turns out that hide-and-seek doubles as the family trying to hunt her down and ki- and sacrifice her to their ultimate patriarch, ghost, demon, Satan, and... As you do. She has to stay away from them and survive the night. Had any of the previous people that married into the family been sacrificed? Had they sacrificed There's a cold before? opening... Um, that shows the husband and his, I think he's an older brother. That's what I think. That's what I yes, got from it. Older brother. There's a cold opening that shows the Way husband and the older brother as like little kids, like six, five, six years old. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they're running around, and it's like, oh, they're playing hide and seek, and but obviously from the trailers, you know that it's probably violent. Yeah. yeah. And he, the older brother hides him in a cabinet or like a cupboard, and then this adult runs in. He's like. <gasps> You, Daniel, you gotta, you gotta help me, please, please, you gotta help me. Has and, like arrows sticking out of him. And yeah, and then the little kid's like, he's over here, he's over here, and then they come and take him away, and obviously, probably sacrifice him. But you don't know who that is. That's just like a random yeah. guy at the beginning. You find out later. But, but I mean, of the other people, it, like the other supporting characters, none of them played hide and seek. They, oh. there's like jokes where they. Like, oh, my game was chess, and my game was old maid. And those were, like, harmless. Yeah, they were just like, oh, they literally just played a game of chess, and they're in the family. Mm-hmm. But if you draw hide-and-seek, the, the, lo- the family gets a little weird. Did they know after they played a harmless game that if they had drawn the one card, no, that that's what they did? I don't think did? so. Well, oh. I don't. Not the did people, they not? Not the people that married into the family. Maybe some of them did. I think that guy, some of them did. Th- there's like this guy. I forget his name. He's been in lots of things. He's like kind of a one of the comedic relief. Mm-hmm. He's obviously just oblivious to everything. Right. You know. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, some of them do, depending on if their spouse told them or not. Right. But this guy is just kind of aloof. The older brother wife definitely did no she gets off on it yeah she yeah <laughs> but <laughs> the whole sure. point is hide and seek is a very rare thing it almost yeah. never happens but of course samara weaving's character uh grace who draws awesome. that draws that card yeah and you know that's the premise but yeah she is she's such a powerhouse in this movie like yeah. oh my god everything from i mean you'll you'll see her cover every possible emotion you can imagine from like this like kind of like cute flirtatiousness with her husband or to be husband to just like sarcastic to kind of like don't give a crap kind of thing Mm -hmm. you'll see her 
primal feral screams yeah. as blood's pouring down her face and even in like her little facial tics and the way she her voice will quiver if she's talking about things that are you know really serious about her it's just everything she does is like consistently like it's engrossing it's like oh my god it's i kinda, can't take my she's so good in it kind of feels like how you find out that there's a movie star about to pop up you know like just that one performance where well, you just see them be able to do everything and anything and all in one. I guess for some reason I kind of already thought that she was big, but she really isn't. She was in. The, I, don't, I think it's I don't a think Netflix movie. It might not be a Netflix movie, but there's that thing called The Babysitter. Which oh, is also kind of like know. a horror slasher comedy thing. But uh, yeah, she's the niece of Hugo Weaving, and I can kind of like see some similarities. Oh, really? But uh, yeah, no, this is this is definitely a breakout star making performance. Well, it's interesting because this is being distributed by Fox Searchlight, and it is their widest release they've ever done. They oh, should, is it really? It should yeah. be. It, it, there are a should lot of people. I went to the one. late showing, and there was, even then there was quite a bit of people there. Yeah, right. same with mine, and that was on the Wednesday opening, too, so nice. that was a good sign. And usually, like, you don't get very many people on those early openings. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's super... It's incredibly well made like the direction uh-huh. and the writing and the twists and turns are all just spectacular i think they're all pretty new too those directors and writers yeah they're three directors yeah um but it's also accessible in a way that wow. doesn't get rid of other things three directors yeah it's yeah, like two, i think do. it's like brothers and yeah. then a third and then a third it's interesting that they could weave together a really like flawless narrative and tone mm. and style between I mean, it probably helps because it is so simple it's like there's no filler, no fat right. in this thing, um, and it just flies by. They kind of get to direct their own bloody death scenes. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, one of my favorite parts about the movie is just the sense of progression because every, I don't know, other scene or something, there's an obvious change to Grace's outfit. Like, obviously, yeah. she starts in this pristine, beautiful wedding dress, and then, you know, she rips it and she has to tear off the bottom so that she can like actually run she puts on these like chuck taylor tennis shoes underneath then she finds this big shotgun she slings the rounds around her then she has to tear off her sleeve later she's getting progressively bloodier and just throughout the movie you see just like this transformation and it's so awesome <laughs> and towards the tail end you're like oh that's what it's all led to <laughs> well, there's, this, there's this great little like self-aware scene where you know she's running away from them or she's stalking through the hallways and she sees she sees herself in this like full-size mirror and there's just this awesome shot panning from the or uh, tilting from her feet up yeah and it just shows what she looks like now and she's yeah. just like like confused but also like i look pretty badass <laughs> it's like yeah yeah you do <laughs> but yeah i don't know like there's so many good things i could say about it but i don't want to give away give anything right too specific away right no, that's interesting because, you know, you hope that when a, a smaller studio like Searchlight who is going through this like merger with Disney and stuff is that, you know, that that they wouldn't be hampered by Disney's lack of like wanting to have these kind of adult movies. That yeah, they, this is not a Disney movie. <laughs> they have like this autonomy and that they're taking a chance on going so wide at a yeah. really crucial time where they really got to kind of prove themselves as a separate studio from Disney. Yeah, and then. Hopefully this movie lives up to that expectation. Well, I mean, and in this day and age, you know, movies, theaters kind of come down to your big tent poles and your low budget horror, mil- horror yeah. films. And this definitely, you could say it falls into the latter, but it's just exceptionally well made. 
and acted and just all around. It's a it's a great movie. I hope word of mouth spreads and I can see it being kind of like a like a future Halloween time October spooky right. season yeah. staple. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It will be for me. It's it's just so fun. It's such a good movie. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, it really it really did uh, come down to it being like a really great theater experience too. Like there was uh, those types of audience members that were coming in, and they were the ones being like, "No, no, no, don't go there. What are you doing? Yeah. Run away!" <laughs> like th- there was definitely those people. Everybody was <laughs> and, invested and it, in her, and it worked. Yeah, and oh, it yeah, works you, for that type of movie to not be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she grabs you from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really fantastic performance. Yeah, it, it's just, I just appreciate uh, a movie kind of being small within its budget and its overall nature, just being able to have yourself coming out of the theater being like, that's going to be memorable for me. Like, yeah. that's going to be, that was a fun theater experience. That yeah. was a fun movie. I was glad I was able to Well, those take limits the time to and restrictions force you to be more creative with what you have. Totally. Right. So, like, there's so many different ways you could present the idea of, a character running away from a group of people trying to kill them in mm. a mansion and just the ideas they come up with in the little moments and just, I don't know. It, it's consistently entertaining. I like, um, and we don't see it very often, uh, kind of like simple stories in small locations or single locations without a grand spectacle, which is really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. So, no, good, good. Yeah, I'm glad you, both enough. you guys liked it. I want to see it again. Um, well, now tell us about Good Boys. Yes. So <laughs> after you guys went, or not Eric, but Kyle went and saw Good Boys, and he said it was hilarious last week um, in the spoiler-free part of our podcast, in the early reactions part, I was like, okay, I've got to see it. I just really waffled because of um, being a mom of little boys. I was like, I don't know if I want to <laughs> peer into this future window of behavior but i did because i love me a raunchy comedy like a rated r raunchy comedy mm-hmm. and um and i really enjoyed it like i laughed through the whole yes. thing <laughs> it was so funny um <laughs> i took my friend who i've been friends with since we were five years old literally next door neighbors so similar to like the kids <laughs> you know in the movie and um she also has a son who's who's 10 and in fifth grade. So he is on the <laughs> cusp of these characters ages. Right. So we, and I have younger sons. So did um, she take him to see the movie? No, no. Oh, no. It's rated R. We knew it was so, going to be, we, we're there are good, different types we're of good moms. Movies. Okay. <laughs> we were good, good moms, not cool moms. I thought you were children. cool dad. I did. I am cool dad. I but did the, see like one or two moms bring their young kids <gasps> to this. I, I, I did see, you know, I did. Yeah. No, there are just some things you just, they seem you to have done to... fine, but I don't know. Well, yeah, there's not, it was weird. there's not anything that's like so traumatizing to them. There's not <laughs> actual like F word boobies or anything like that. They're gonna it. recognize like there's some bad words, but I don't think they're gonna understand like they won't all get the, the doll yeah. reference. Yeah. Yeah. Windows. So um so we like really ran the gamut of like being total moms in all aspects of this situation that like this could be our sons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It will be. And it'll probably be her son it next year. For sure. <laughs> and You're going to get the call being like, oh, oh, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Puberty, it's happening. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we really enjoyed it. We laughed the whole time. It was really funny. I'm still a little conflicted because there's a little part of me. I was like, how do I stop that? Like, how do I mitigate that? that it was puberty? good that you saw. You got to start coming to terms with it now. And when it happens, you just got to oh. oh. surrender. 
poor little guys. I still kept, sometimes I would see them as like older kid, you know, like an older. The kids in the movie? Yeah. And then sometimes I would just see them as babies. (laughs) I'm like, oh, they just waffled back and forth. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're in that weird in-between time where they're not quite teenagers. Yeah. And it really played up. Like sometimes they were like little babies that you just wanted to hug and be like, it's okay, buddies. And then the other time they were like. Yeah, find yourself. Be tough. Mm, we got this, guys. Be the little men that you are. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I thought that the CPR doll, the Anal beads, all of those things were so funny. Those jokes are funny, but they don't get tiring. They don't. Yeah. The Anal beads play a part like through the right. whole movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You can't stop. It was so funny. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> so traumatizing. I just keep thinking, not my babies. <laughs> but Hopefully it would totally not. be my babies. <laughs> Hopefully not that far. <laughs> it was weird too, as like a mom and a woman thinking about that time in your life and for girls it's just so different. And oh, so yeah. sure. I mean I had a sister yeah. but we never really I had a brother, but we talked about no those experiences. Not <laughs> no. that it was like off limits, but we just never did. Yeah. But right. Maybe I'll maybe I'll have that we'll strike up a conversation. Just like, hey, so what, what do your you remember? Like? Yeah. What was your tween? What were your tween years like? Because when my brother, because I'm older, when my brother was in that age, I was in high school, like freshman in high school, and he was, you know, um, in middle school, and so I had my own like things <laughs> being a freshman in high school, mm. and so yeah, we didn't discuss it, and we're my brother and I are pretty close, so we talked mm-hmm. about lots of other things, um, but not that part. <laughs> So I'm watching this and I'm like, is this what it's like? Like a part of me is like really curious now. You should have him go see it and see. I need to talk to many men in my life so that <laughs> when my boys get there, I'm like educated. Yeah. They'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Okay. I yeah, hope so. They got a good support system. Just, well, yeah. and I mean, it's, it'll be fun. They're going to like have, it. I don't have any knowledge <laughs> They're about it. downside, but yeah. they'll be fine. I just don't have any knowledge about how winkies work, so I'm like, I don't get this. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll get there. Right. <laughs> you like, talk to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> so you're able to like it still, despite the mom yeah. tendencies coming it, up. I was a little conflicted, sure. but it didn't put me off of it at all. Good, good. So I really enjoyed it. It is very funny. The message funny. hit home still. My friend said that she saw that the Rotten Tomato score went up. I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. It could have been. But, I mean, if more people. But I think it had it. good word of mouth Who for cares? sure. What you Who mean, cares? audience or critic? Audience, maybe. Oh, then maybe. I don't know. She just kind of mentioned it, and I was kind of thought about that. I'm like, ooh, maybe this is really good because you can. Well, that can happen. Yeah, saying I mean, it was funny. Usually they go down. Right. At least the critical scores, just because more the people go. The, the first reviews that come out are a little bit more recency biased and yeah. kind of initial praise. And things tend to go down. But with audience scores, I've seen it go both ways. I mean, right. I'm sure if word of mouth spread and people were like, you know, it's like super bad with kids. But not not horrifying. <laughs> That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Super bad with kids. Like, I just like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm amazed that so many people thought it was going to be so, so out there. Yeah. Like, I think I it's mean, just the on, ages. Cause it's you, not even that, though. Maybe it's because, you know, I'm a guy. I don't know. But I watched it and I just thought it was funny. I'm like, yeah, that seems about normal. Maybe You for, start cussing in right. fourth, fifth grade. And that didn't bother me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I was kind of, I was like, oh, these are bad kids. I don't mm-hmm. remember cussing, I started cussing as much as they did. 
sixth grade. I think I would. I think I cussed a little in high school, but I definitely got a potty mouth in college. Yeah. <laughs> it continues first, on to this day, and first, I'm like, I gotta tone that down. <laughs> I remember this explicitly. The first time I ever cussed in front of my friends, because my friends also, yeah. you know, we were all kind of like didn't cuss, but it was it's kind of like this unspoken thing, like like would we be ostracized from the group if like we started cussing? <laughs> yeah. And the first time I ever cussed was. I said the lyrics to that James Blunt "You're Beautiful" song out loud because oh. <laughs> there's the censored version. Yeah, yeah. like I could, uh, she could see from my face that I was flying high. Yeah, but the actual it, lyrics. It's not actually word. flying. Yeah. I said that, and <laughs> it was just like, we can, we can cuss, and then it was just boom. A new you frontier. Know, like all this built <laughs> you up. Started it. Eric. All this built up years of like being Broke scared down the door. that we're gonna like be told on or not be friends anymore, and then it was just non-stop that's so funny you had like an experience i don't even remember yeah. having like i remember having like conversation like se- like talking about like sexual things with my friends but never oh, like all the time yeah but never Constantly. like cussing conversations <laughs> like should we do this is it okay to say no this? it was totally unspoken yeah. totally unspoken <laughs> but then once that happened Everyone knew. It's like, Once the okay, seal broke. Well, who are we kidding? We're in middle school. We can say We're not words. fifth graders anymore. We can say these words. I still didn't really say anything around my parents. And then like, oh no. When I would come home from college, yeah. I would be like, be talking, things would just slip out and be like, and then they're like, you know, we don't really care at this point. You're in college. I know. I think that's where you, it's like you reached adulthood I'm and horrible, you just though. let it go. I'll still tone it down around them, but I'm horrible. Potty mouth. <laughs> you don't realize how bad it is till you have kids that repeat it. And then when they repeat it in their oh, really man. teeny little kid voice and it's super cute, but you're like horrified at the same time. <laughs> no, I was a little kid and I would call <laughs> out <laughs> every time my grandpa or like my uncle yeah. would say like a swear word or a cuss word, I would call it out and be oh. like, grandma said the F word. We, grandpa said the S word. <sighs> we have outlawed the word stupid. We don't <laughs> say stupid we don't we what we meant was we don't call each other stupid yeah that's fair enough but my son has taken it that we don't say that at all and so i'll be like he's gonna get made fun of this is so dumb like in a situation where i'm talking about this situation you gotta gotta clarify that he's allowed to say stupid trust me he will (laughs) he will be just destroyed i know i'm working on it like there's a (laughs) fine balance i'm trying not to be so restrictive but (laughs) it's really cute he's like He'll be like, "Mommy, Daddy said stupid." I'm like, it, "What? How did he say it?" <laughs> and then I'm trying to teach him that situations Context. can be dumb, but people aren't. Yes, you don't call each other situations, names. Situations, things. Yeah, yeah. you'll you'll work, you'll you'll figure or it out. Or actions, he or decisions like those con. But those are those are big level concepts for you know a six yeah. and oh, now yeah. a six year old to understand. But yeah, we're trying to make that. It's bigger than himself. Line. <laughs> yeah. It is. It is very much easier just to be like, we don't say stupid, and then that, that's it. Yeah, black yeah, and he's white. He's gonna be in the classroom, and or a kid's dumb. gonna like raise their hand or something and say stupid. And he's gonna be. Like, You're not allowed to say that word. Who knows and then the way things the are going? The class are gonna turn around and be like, "You are such a loser." <gasps> not my baby. <laughs> no, no, trust. It will trust happen. Me. Trust me, it'll happen. When you they know? were playing the Dungeons and Dragons cards, yeah, or Magic. The Gathering. I'm not sure which deck those were. They're yeah. different things. They are different things. So I wasn't. If they sure were which. cards. It was probably Magic the Gathering. Magic. Okay. Yeah. Were they rolling dice? No, nope, it was Magic. Yeah. It was cards. Um, 
I was like, ooh, I should get my boys into this. Look at like the community and gameplay that they're doing. It's a very, I never did it, but I had lots of friends. It's a huge community. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's very insulated. And That's okay. There's probably a reputation insulated, that goes with it. but Probably you know, insulated from matter. naughty things, which is good, fine with me. I guess, yeah, I probably, the big reason why I never, I was a good kid. You know, I didn't like yeah. party or do sneak out of the house or do anything like that ever because I was just genuinely happy, you know, playing video games with my friends or driving around with them, just doing our geeky things. Mm. I Protecting think me. I was pretty good. I never snuck out, but I, had I was other than in. my <laughs> other than my incessant potty mouth. I was an angel. Oh, I, um, I not know. consciously. I just you know, I was like, this is what I want to do. I don't want to go right. to popular kids name here is party i'm gonna play xbox live till 4 a.m oh, <laughs> you rebel on wednesday, wednesday. on wednesday that's I where had, you, that's where you really I remember a rebel. Big fight i had with my parents was i wanted a tv in my room when i was in high school Ooh. and then i would stay up all night watching and be so exhausted in the morning <laughs> this is why they're like this is why we don't want you to have the tv <laughs> i didn't have a tv for a long time but i had when I first got my first laptop, I just watched all of South Park every night. I'd watch like nine episodes um, and then be up to like two, three a.m. I every night. I had a little black tube TV, like oh, yeah. it was not flat mm-hmm. screen at all. It was a tube. Awesome. Oh, we only, had, on we only had two thing. TVs. Oh my gosh! And it was I black and a little remote, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and it was it was like a thirteen inch tube TV. <laughs> so tiny i did i guess i had that through college too i ended up getting a tube tv in my room i think junior or senior year of high school because i went through like a retro game phase so i bought like super Uh, nintendo the original nintendo and i was just like i just want to play these old games in my room i want to build up a collection of cartridges how long did that last yeah yeah i I mean i have i got the nintendo 64 like when it came out that was like my first console and i still have all of those cartridges you know a bunch of them I got a, quite a bit of the Super Nintendo and the original Nintendo cartridges. You know, I never got rid of them. My brother had a 64 and we used to play together all the time. And he lived with us and when we were in college with me for a short time. And we had, I think he had an Xbox then. So his first console was a 64. Yeah. Although we did have PlayStation. I can't remember. Yeah, my cousins had them. Yeah, we had a PlayStation. He was one or the other. And then we, the 64 was awesome. We had that forever. Mm-hmm. I still have it. Yeah. But still busted I, out. he has all that stuff. I didn't get to keep any of that. Oh. They were kind of his thing. So. Look at this nostalgic tangent good boys put us on. Yeah, I, know, I know, right? Going, reverting back to our own childhood. The power of movies, am I right? Well, hey. talking about sad childhood things, let's talk about divorce. Oh. oh you <laughs> there? Plus, before we get to divorce, let's talk about the other two little things on Earth. Get on them Earth. out of the way. Yeah. Fine. Get, let's get them oh, out of the way, and then we can, we can end on divorce talk. Uh, okay, yeah, that sounds let's good talk with about me. Bond. Yeah, James Bond. The new title is dun 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 no time to die <laughs> so cool which is the most bond-esque title yeah. and i, I mean love it's it. about time it was just called referred to as bond 25 for like years now right there's yeah. all that drama behind the scenes shifting pieces directors. breaking ankles directors yeah. coming and leaving screenwriters changing production delays all of that and people are like this these are a lot of red flags is this movie gonna be good and then boom it gave it pretty much had a title that made everyone be like, 
okay, good. We're, we're still having this Bond movie. Well, it's it's like, gonna be awesome. It's like the most stylized, like the the title reveal. Yeah. It was like a thing on Twitter or something, but it just shows. It, yeah, it, it got know, put onto the Bond classic black YouTube and white page. like opening sequence, like when he shoots the camera kind of look, but then it zooms out and he's like standing on the letters that say "No Time to Die." Has like Bond music playing. Daniel Craig looks awesome as Bond, of course, as smooth and it's like, as yeah, ever. I, I'm I'm totally in. It's, yeah, I'm. I love it. Dad's everywhere. Gonna love it. His dad's love Bond. Everybody loves Bond, but <laughs> dad's love Bond. You know, I really liked Skyfall. I never saw Spectre, though. Spectre's so, good I'm kind of ready enough. for a Bond movie. Spectre got a lot more heat than I feel like it would have if it didn't follow Skyfall. Yeah. Skyfall was just so good. Skyfall was really good. But that was also a very Best unique, Bond song ever. It was a very unique entry in terms of its tone. Yep. Um, it was a lot more serious and kind of introspective, psychological Small, about like the character intimate. of Bond. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and just with a title like No Time to Die, the thing that comes to my mind is all the other Bonds. Oh, yeah, it, it's, like it's a homage. To I, I'm, I'm imagining him like sure. on a jet ski, being chased by sharks. With, yeah, you know, he's riding guns a shark. And... He's riding a shark with his like bayonet strapped to his leg. Yeah. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Yeah. His, That's just even his thing across his shoulders. <laughs> yeah. There's gonna be. It's gonna be old, classic. Just. Old school fun Bond. That yeah. makes sense because Bond twenty five. It's like a big deal that we have a twenty fifth Bond movie. So yeah. pay homage to it. Why it's not? Like, hey, right. And it's you know it's Daniel Craig's last movie. Yeah. We already had the serious introspective. Bond. You know, get to right. figure him out. Now let's just send him out on a super high enjoyable and high let's, note. Let's like really delve into all of his skills. I feel like the movies when they got became more intimate and retrospective and maybe even quote more realistic, more real world driven. Kind of took away. They got away from all the fun gadgets, all of the skills that he has. His I can kind of see that, yeah. I mean, it never bothered me because at the time that That's approach was refreshing, yeah. but now it's like, okay, we saw that. Let's yeah, Get let's back. let's I'm, everyone loves the the classic, like him like being a... him being shown all his new fun toys that yeah. he can use. And... I want a hundred foot zip line in, like a flask that he carries around with him. <laughs> like I want crazy things that just don't make sense, and I'm like, oh, the technology. Yeah, I, I do wonder if we are gonna get that type of movie as we're like coming up with in our heads, or if we are still gonna have like that realistic, introspective bond. I mean, well, it might be I a think... blend, but that title, yeah. I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, could be a blend of the, the two. title because no. it's still Daniel Craig. I mean, there's fun speculating as long as you don't take it too seriously. It's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Um, but Daniel Craig plays Bond a certain way, and he does. And so you're gonna get that more quiet, mm -hmm. reserved mm -hmm. Bond rather than the fun, like Pierce Brosnan, like, hey, baby. <laughs> which, which I think that's fine. I I don't think we're yeah. wanting to go back to that type of territory. I do, but, but well, you can, except you for can Cody, put the but. Daniel Craig Bond in situations and scenarios that. Otherwise, you wouldn't expect. Mm -hmm. I just hope that the tone like doesn't, like his reserved nature, it doesn't feel out of place and something a little bit more. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Action yeah, I'll be curious because the director is um, Kerry Fukunaga, I believe, yeah. and I, I'm not, I don't really know him as like the type of guy to go down that territory. But I don't he's know, very maybe, serious. He's yeah, very, so very I'm wondering serious. how. If it if we're just coming up with this as a blending because, of the two or something, or if it title, will just be like a yeah, maybe it'll be ironic. Well, I think we could be looking too much into this, honestly. But I, I, it's I read just a rumor that Danny Boyle wanted to kill Bond, 
Yeah. And you were telling me about that. And yeah, and that's why they parted the ways with him. The title is kind of like a jab at him, like, uh-uh. We're never killing Bond. It will be interesting to see if they ha- if they try to have some sort of send-off. I guess I should have I should remember this, but I can't remember. Lashana Lynch is the like, new Bond, previous don't you Bond, <laughs> Previous Bond movies, the last one of whoever's playing that version, do they ever have kind of like a send-off, or does it just end like any other Bond movie? I think movie? it just ends like any other Bond yeah, movie. Yeah, I'm trying to think, but I don't yeah. think they ever do like a homage type thing. It is thing. interesting because like, this one is the first kind yeah. of serialized Bond iteration because, you know, Quantum of Solace was a direct sequel to Casino yep. Royale. Mm-hmm. Spectre follows... Skyfall. Skyfall characters from Spectre are returning in this one. Yeah, there's a lot more continuity. And there was never any of that. In not really, not bombs. to this extent. No, except maybe was Jaws. Was he in more than one movie? I don't know. Because he, you know, I still I don't haven't think seen he... enough Bond. I need to if yeah. I want to be a. I can't remember. I can't recall either. There's so many. <laughs> well, there are they all five of them. <laughs> they right. all kind of merge into one for me, but so I never really know. I don't know the power of a title. Yeah. Get you speculating. Get no. the wheels oh, it spinning. really has. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm super excited. And you were asking for who? I'm sorry. Jaws. Oh, I was thinking of Timothy Dalton. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? No, I'm thinking villains. Like, oh, or villains? other characters that just would an make actor an named appearance. Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> remember when Jaws played James Bond? I was I, was I just remember so that confused. scene I was where like, he smiles which guy was that? and I it's like all metal, huge teeth. Yeah. And I I'll never forget that scene. I don't know where he kinda like Yeah, I don't know where smile. my connections went in my head went. That was weird. <laughs> but, yeah. No time to die. Let's go on to our next thing so title. we can talk about the yeah. divorce. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Matrix let's... four. Did we really need a fourth one? No. I'm gonna I'm gonna back up. I really, I use this argument a lot too, and I don't like it when I do. I feel like the argument, do we need this or do we ask for this, doesn't hold any water because nobody asks for anything. That's you know? true. Mm-hmm. But, but it is a fourth one. Neo and Trinity died in the third one. Yeah. It's like, how are they? I know? never even saw the, the third one. I never one. saw the whole one, but like, I mean, I saw it on mute on a TV at my friend's house on the background, <laughs> and I remember it. But I know a lot of people really don't like the third one. Right. A lot of people don't like the second one that much either. No. I think um, the whole... I don't feel like there was story that was well thought out for sequels. I feel like the story was the first one. Yeah. And then it, and then no one ever really thought of like, oh, how do we continue this or what At should we do? At least organically. Yeah. And so then they fumbled their way through two, like two more th- trying to make it bigger than what it was. I hope it's not a soft reboot because those really get Ugh. old. Well, I'm worried because the, like there's sequelitis and this rebootitis, and people well, the thing just. I guess we should clarify is right. Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are confirmed to come to re- back. Yeah, which is why I'm confused because like they both died explicitly in the, at the end of what we thought at the time was the entire trilogy. You know, he they... sacrificed himself, and that was like the catalyst for the peace that happened afterwards. It was like a very final mo- like moment. Right. So, is he going to come back as, like, a different version, but he's, like, all code? Is he just code in the Matrix? Yeah. Both of them? Probably. He's probably going to be, like, God. Or did some he kind. somehow, <laughs> like, live on in one of the machines, you know, in its code, like, the Hugo Weaving character? Or they pull right? a Dark Fate and they're like, ah, we're ignoring those two. It's a direct sequel to <laughs> the first, first one. one. Just oh, kidding, God, guys. I think about that. It, I mean, it, it's, it's a thing now. Alana Wachowski, one half of the original creator's sibling team, is returning. We don't know if her sister's coming back. 
I think the original art designers or production designers or something, they're also coming back, so it'll look the same. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but Cool, they'll have yeah, the jackets I, back. <laughs> when I read this, I was like, <sighs> I love Keanu Reeves, but... He's making He's another look, comeback. I love a third Bill now. and Ted, but... Mm, Keanu Reeves looks pretty good. I'm going to say droopy jowls for my neo <laughs> i mean it's easy to hide it behind a john wick beard but <laughs> true yeah neo yeah, true. is not gonna have maybe not a john wick beard so oh, keanu's loving that look <laughs> true he's rock yeah. i think he's rocking that look in bill and ted 3 yes it hides his droopy it? jowls oh, i'm telling you there's, there's not a little that droop, droopy there's a little droopy jowls going on that beard hides it i'm not saying we it's a bad thing we should all aspire to look <laughs> yeah, yeah. he looks fantastic we should still, all aspire to look half as good as Keanu but it's Reeves just like at that age just like tom cruise's as you put it neck gina it's there that was it's that a real one thing. picture <laughs> pictures can thing. be unflattering yeah even celebrities can be unphotogenic <laughs> at times right just saying, we men get older. It's yeah. okay. And he looks better than ever. I wouldn't say better than he ever. He looks better than ever. Um, you only, I, you he, only um, look better. Age does make him look better. What? Yeah. <sighs> I liked my favorite Keanu Reeves is Speed Keanu Reeves. I was going to say, like, buzz look cut, at Speed. Buzz Cut Keanu? <sighs> yeah. I don't know. That's such a good movie. Speed? That movie's so good. It is so good. <laughs> it's a freaking masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, but I, I don't know. I think age has helped him. Yeah, you know? there you have it. Matrix 4, apparently it's happening. With a prettier Keanu. There's no, <laughs> <laughs> there's no release date or anything. It'll probably go into production next year. Keep your eyes on it. I well, guess. hopefully it doesn't go into development hell. Because a lot of these types of projects, they usually are like, oh, is it going to happen? Gee, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. I'm talking to someone. With a big franchise like this or a big IP property, I don't think... If they announce something, I think it's because they're gonna stick the money it. and the stuff. Is Especially if the it. creators are coming back. Who distributes Matrix? <laughs> I mean, Warner Bros. Wait, did so Warner Bros. That... not do it before? I don't know. No, it's a. Uh, I know what the. I think it was Warner Bros. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm thinking of their little animation that their oh. logo has at the beginning of movies. It like starts with gold and there's kind of like a city with sure. like reflection in it. And then, and, oh. But it's all green. Yeah. I don't know. It. it I think, but who knows? Maybe I would, we would have to look into that. I, don't, I think I don't what we're sure. going to see is these other studios trying to resurrect past properties. I mean, hasn't that already been happening for yeah, like five years? I know, but like, <laughs> like we're going to, I feel like that's just going to uptick more. Like yeah, everybody's going right. to go back into their vaults and their catalogs. Well, and they, have, like, they have their streaming what service. What and they're have? like, how are we going to populate yeah, our streaming service? <laughs> yeah. Blow it off the dust. And then they're huh? going to, create a matrix movie maybe to introduce new characters and then it's going to go to a streaming service what is the force awakens done i, I feel know. like that model was established there it at the scope yeah it's at now it's like take your original people bring them back as old but acknowledge that they're old right but have a sort of poetic symmetry where they're now the mentor yeah bring in the young people pass the torch People didn't they eat that didn't up? Didn't they talk about it in before. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Be like, you were the main, now you're the heavy. And the heavy comes yeah, they're and they become the, the villain. Oh, right. It's always been a new thing. Guy. Yeah, it's always been a thing. Right. But now it's like the most... That's the whole premise of Once Upon a Time. inseparable from nostalgia and just recycling. Nice right. That was a nice poll there. Yeah. Quinn knows what's going Quinn on. does yeah. know. He, he, he's right between the lines. By the way, he's going to be a father. 
I think that's why we saw a more intimate. Is he not a father yet? No. He's married? He just got married. Yeah, he's married. Oh. And he is going to be a father for the first time in what? his like 60s. Yeah. Well, he's good like, for him. I think he's 60. I think Maybe he's, he's like He's late 50s or Maybe 60s. Like, he doesn't but, even look that old to me. So that's kind of surprising. I don't right? know. Right? I mean, I, I would guess 50, but not 60. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. No, he's older good than for you him. would think he is. It's probably and... a big part of it. Yeah. Is that reflective so tone. So it makes me wonder about his 10th movie. Fatherhood comedy? Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like uh, a Warner Bros. chairman was the ones that and talked about the announcement of The Matrix 4, so I imagine it's they're the ones be Warners. distributing. Yeah, and then they probably... Well, Warner's is owned by AT and T now, so who and right, they're trying yeah. to really spin off HBO into that new streaming service. HBO Max, yeah. yeah. Matrix they'll 4, probably HBO Max original. I bet they'll eventually <laughs> drop the HBO and it'll just be Max, like really WB yeah. Max. Yep, I bet that's what they do because because hmm. they've gutted HBO. Hmm. I think that with uh, the creative executives and the and the type of film. Uh, things that they're going to process you're not going to see the hbo of game of thrones and true blood anymore because of the at and you mean true detective true blood was true also, blood was oh, also, true blood was also there huge yeah. hbo show, series oh why did i think it was on something else okay mm-hmm. gotcha anyways That's depressing. it is depressing but divorce time divorce time Divorce talk. <laughs> I don't like talking divorce. Well, yeah, so basically... We don't have to say it as divorce, but Basically, it, divorce. Sony and Disney <clears throat> couldn't come to an agreement on money, and long story short, Spider-Man is no longer involved with the Disney Marvel Cinematic Universe or Kevin yeah. Feige. It's not going to have a hand in its yeah. direction. So we should probably explain like what went on to yeah, cause this no, definitely. Do you want to yeah. go over it, Eric? Uh, sure. Um, as far as I know beforehand the deal was that sony was kind of fronting the money and financing the movies yep. disney had the creative license to integrate spider-man into their marvel cinematic universe plus merchandise rights like well, disney, they, disney has all the merchandise rights all the yeah. toys all of that stuff yeah um so basically I, they had a 95 like, 5 split according to deadline that was right. the initial that was the deal I had for Homecoming mm-hmm. and Far From Home. And all this talk is from right. Deadline, too. They they broke the story. Right. Yeah. So there was two movies that were originally discussed. And then I think there was something like Disney got a 5% cut on the on the back end of the film profits. They yeah, no, that was, that was the original that. deal. Yeah. Disney yeah, had five, basically. Sony had 95. Right. But Sony put up all the money for it. Yes. Disney got their, their take on the merchandising, which... They had actually purchased beforehand, yeah. so they had already. But you can't make money off toys if if, the, if no one likes the Spider-Man character anymore yeah. because of the movies. Yeah. So good thing people like the Spider-Man character. So <laughs> Disney, yeah, wanted now Disney has purchased Fox, and they need to make they need to pay back that seventy billion dollars <laughs> that they paid. And for. it didn't really help that almost all of the Fox movies have not been performing the best no so they haven't <laughs> paid for themselves like they thought they would maybe yep. like, oh, i don't think anybody's surprised like oh dang this didn't really work out yeah we i thought don't think dark the thought phoenix came to people's minds we thought dark phoenix was gonna make i think they probably more. thought dark phoenix would do better than it did yeah but, for sure yeah so basically that's and that's a detail i feel like most people don't really realize because no. the unfortunate fact is a lot of fans twitter culture whatever just those 
those people <laughs> have jumped to conclusions and Clip there's titles. there's trending hashtags to hashtag boycott Sony. Oh, I have to tell you guys about that later, but keep going. But uh, you know, obviously they're just thinking like we want Spider-Man to stay in the MCU. Mm-hmm. They don't really care about the the back the business deal back yeah. end. I mean, why would they? But it's just it unfortunate that them. Sony's been kind of thrown under the rug before people even really know what's going on. Yeah, because yeah. it's not really their fault because Disney was the one that approached Sony being like, hey, how about for a new deal, we have a 50-50 split of the box office profits, right? Yep. So, of course, 50/50. Sony says no because, because that's a ridiculous offer. So, I we don't have all the details. I don't know if Disney meant 50-50 and we'll put up some money. Probably not. They wanted a co-financing agreement. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so they're going to put up some money, but they want more in the back end. But they still get all the merchandising. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they why... still get to keep all that other stuff. Yeah, and that's where you really make money. You don't make it off the ticket sales. No. You the make way... it off the merchandise. What I kind of saw happening was Disney obviously like we said they need to make up their Fox debt and so they approached Sony and they're like hey uh you oh, know it's not just Fox debt too because 70 billion Disney could probably pay that back pretty quickly but it's also the money that they have to put in to develop the streaming platform it's Plus, also, oh yeah, very all the production uh, budget the Star Wars theme park that they yeah. just added into because they're not they're making gonna... the profits that they wanted no. As of now, so and all of the additional theme park stuff that they're going to add. So they have True. theme park debt. They've got all this production debt for the streaming plus. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of how expensive because they're not going to do low quality no. on it. Um, and they said that the streaming will not pay, like will be debt ridden for a couple years. Yeah, until... oh, they're anticipating they're not going to make a profit for a while. Yeah, so they've got that. They've got this now debt for the Fox stuff. So they're usually a more fiscally conservative i would say almost miserly company <laughs> and this is a lot of spending without a lot of gain and return yeah right away so i'm sure that they're trying to go out and go to different vendors and different partners and say yeah. hey let's rework this deal so they get that cash infusion more quickly that's kind of what i saw i was like disney needs money disney needs money so they go up to sony and be like hey let's make this a 50 50 thing and sony probably bolstered by their oscar for into the spider-verse yep. all the money that venom made by accident they've been working closely <laughs> yeah. with disney on the the spider-man so movies. they, they kind of they think they yeah they yeah. think they crack the code <laughs> they're they're kind of like mm, no i we right. we kind of have this figured out why don't we just stick with the deal that's also been working it'll probably so beat that but also 50 50 split is a bit ridiculous to ask for it's a huge jump from five to 50 exactly right. maybe 70 30 hopefully if they renegotiate they could come up with something like well, that the confusing right. thing is there are lots of depending on the source you look at some people are saying mm-hmm. that sony offered a counter deal of 30 70 disney oh. being 30 <laughs> yeah uh, right. some people are saying that they just took their ball and went home i don't know it's all I, very up i'm in the sure air. that there was a lot of conversations because they had been negotiating this well ahead of time and then i'm sure that everybody was waiting to see how you know far from home did and then when it did so good i think it bolstered both their sides like like sony was like we distributed a really good film our marketing paid off all this and disney's like we created the thing that became your biggest movie yeah disney's like you wouldn't have been there if it hadn't been avengers like Mm -hmm. right enthusiasm still playing out so every each time fair arguments but I yeah, do, they're both right and they're both wrong. But part of me does feel like that Spider Verse was a big, big thing because yeah. when it's unanimously like seen as one of 
if not like the best Spider-Man Even movie. Even our group, we loved yeah, that Spider-Man movie is, so yeah, much. It's totally. an incredible movie. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. There's so much love for like Spider-Gwen and the Miles Morales Spider-Man now. Yeah. Yeah. Like and more was, so than there was that before. That was all Sony. So Sony's probably like, we know how to make a good Spider-Man well, movie. Have you seen our Oscar winning film? And they had Lord and Miller who did that mm-hmm. Spider-Verse. They are thinking, hey, we got them kind of on the team here. Why yeah, they, they, can they always... locked them down for yeah. sure. So yeah, I get the arguments on both sides. It's just, it's just money. Um, I it's think... all it's all business. Like fans should, like fans should be upset because this is kind of a bummer. But at the same time, like don't be attacking studios. Like don't be boycotting Sony. Don't try to like. Th- there's like a Facebook group now to where it's like let's storm Sony and get <laughs> Tom Holland and bring him back. Like guys, he's not trapped in a cave. Right. Like he's, he's <laughs> trapped living... in a Sony headquarters. Yeah, he's not in a dungeon. Like that's not how this works. Like, it's, for us, it's, like businesses shoving... are trying to make money and they're trying right. to give you content. Like or shoving that's... food through the like stop crack it. in the door. Like yeah. yeah. He's not handcuffed to a table. Be ready for filming tomorrow. It's not. Oh my god! Yes, it's, yes, Mr. Sony. So stop doing that. Stop right. blaming studios. Like they're trying to. I'm sure make that a business. I'm deal. sure that thing is very tongue in cheek. I'm sure they're. Right. I hope they're, so, man. Well, I, there's, there's no way it's not. They're joking about the Area 51 thing, but people like to make things. You know, they like to boil them down into a an emotional personified thing that they can relate to. Mm-hmm. So, pe- it's a lot easier for people to see it as. Sony is preventing Spider-Man from being with Disney than yeah. to think of all of the nuts and bolts and moving pieces of right. business deals. I can't imagine being Sony and trying to negotiate with a rival that is now very threatening to your business. Yeah, you got to give Sony props. Like kind of ballsy. Yeah, <laughs> Sony did what a lot of others can't do, and they kind of told Disney to f off. Yeah, they did the they did do the right thing. Fifty fifty is not a fair I'm split. Kind of proud. I'm on, of Sony I've also been that. I've yeah. been biased against Disney for a long time. Right, but I am totally I'm totally team Sony. <laughs> I'm just it's kind of interesting because you know now with this Disney Fox merger, Disney does t- command at least thirty percent of the box office market and mm-hmm. probably more. Mm-hmm. I think that's being no. Too I read a statistics that a statistic. I don't know if it was just the summer or the year to date of this year, yeah. but like the box office was like five billion something like that yeah and disney was 50 percent of it right responsible seeing as though they have five billion dollar movies yeah this year alone i think that's a that's safe yeah. to say it's and mostly so them. you're in this rival studio you don't really have a lot of ip this is literally your crown jewel mm-hmm. the only thing you've really got to compete at all on any level and in an arena where now disney owns the whole comic book genre because before Basically. it was a little competitive because Fox had some comic book, mm-hmm. Sony had some comic book, mm-hmm. Warner's has DC, and now it's just pretty much Disney and then maybe a little Warner's with the yeah. DC stuff. But though, though they've had a poor year this year, so that's not Warner's, a good look. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, yeah that's a that's whole a whole other that's a whole yeah. other thing, of course. But, but but as so Sony's sitting there, and I feel like. They were really backed into a corner, and they Stood really couldn't. Yeah, they really couldn't it. say they're the underdog. Whatever you want, Disney, because they're yes, competing please, with we'll them. Roll over. It's not just bend over. Yeah, it's not just this film, but they're competing them with every weekend of the calendar year. And, yeah, and it, and it's nice to be partners, but they weren't super partners. You know, like they still were two companies, and they they weren't very great from a booking perspective on sharing on like terms and things like that. Like it was 
They were still. It was all about the money. They probably didn't yeah. like each other very right. much. Right. It didn't matter that <laughs> on the business end, it didn't matter that Spider Man was part of the MCU. No. Disney was still like, no, you can't double feature us with that with that movie and get lower terms and things like that. So there was still a lot of that. So there's no incentive if you're going to be two separate companies and hoard your money together for yeah. them to come together on it. And My, I also give props to Sony on how they're. Um, responding to the, this announcement too, like they came out on their Twitter page and they gave like a really uh, heartfelt note, being like, "Guys, this does suck. Like, we right. don't want this to happen, but we're just doing what's best for the company. We hope people are understanding about this. People uh, are, but just... we're, and we're still going to try and work things out. Hopefully, we can come to terms on something. But yeah, I think for technically, now, negotiations are still open. Who knows? Yeah, right. exactly. Nothing's but... fine. Nothing's final about this I'm yet. Sure it's just gonna... looking like it's going in that direction. I'm sure they're seeing how the media, if it twists anybody's arm, if anybody yeah. looks bad enough in this. Well, I've been seeing more uh, things yeah. popping up where people are kind of starting to figure out the more the more nuances. Like of it. it's not it's... Sony's fault. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Boycotting. I don't think yeah. it's totally flip where now everyone's like. No. <gasps> Sony are actually good guys. We need to protect them. But it's getting out there. It's not so one-sided. Yeah. I hope people are not looking at, I don't know, like articles like BuzzFeed, for example, or this and that, where they're just full-on being like, no more Spider-Man in the... My non-business, non-industry, just purely as a fan opinion on it, I feel like people are still recency biased for the whole Tom Holland MCU Spider-Man. Sure. Yeah, I get it. They've, I've loved those movies. Mm-hmm. Far From Home was one of my favorite MCU movies. But Sony's had Spider-Man for forever, you know? Yeah. Spider- the Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 1 and 2 are still some of the best superhero movies yeah. of all time. Spider-Man 2 especially. Yeah. It's better than 90% of the MCU. And... You know, yeah. give it a year or two, people are going to be like, it was cool when Spider-Man was in the MCU, but I I have faith that Sony, as they proved with Into the Spider-Verse, can make more good Spider-Man movies. Sure. It doesn't have to be connected to the MCU. Right. It's just going to take a little bit of, you know, transitional time for people to, you know, get over the fact that Come this to isn't, terms. he's not the Spider-Man that's connected to Tony Stark, the Spider-Man that was snapped away, the Spider-Man that was... That's going to be so tough. All of those were great... It's not gonna be tough for me. But well, not for I you. Get, but I get what you're as saying. a narrative aspect to it, as well as a fan. Aspect I feel like all it, it takes too. is one good movie, and people are gonna be yeah. like, "True, okay." You get the one win, people will forgive you. Yeah, it really just comes down to how Disney's gonna handle Spider-Man's absence in their movies going forward. I mean, yeah. I think it will be mostly fine for them. You know, I feel like they're gonna be showing so many other characters that at some point I feel like they'll like, pivot. They'll yeah. pivot. They yeah. they've been so secretive about the next phase. They'll pivot and they'll be yeah. fine. So I feel like it's, it's super dramatic because it's the big news story this, this week, yeah. and Spider-Man is For very sure. loved by most. He's the biggest superhero, especially I would say. Tom Holland's version. Like that's yeah, very and, beloved. You know, MCU's still at its like peak Endgame type yep. of you know stuff. So people are obviously very reactionary, but I don't know. Just wait and see. You know yeah, that's all we got to do. Interesting too is that. Four years ago, when the deal was struck, it was Amy Pascal. Wow, four years who, ago, who who did that? She mm-hmm. headed Sony, and then they had the hack, and then yeah. she was let not let go, but pretty much demoted. Yeah, she into got demoted. A pr- uh, producing role, yeah. and mm-hmm. she's out. So it's a whole new CEO. It's a whole new it's agenda. A whole new Sony. A different Sony yeah. after the hack, mm-hmm. you know, different. And, you know, Sony at the time as well had a very robust 
like electronics division within their company oh, yeah. mm-hmm. with video games and the other um and the other electronics aspect right. and their electronics division is kind of suffering right now mm-hmm. as well as their I think their PlayStation division is probably doing okay but um so there's more emphasis on the film to be its own yeah. good thing yeah. I think w- whereas before that was kind of like a secondary kind of thing with the company because they had these other divisions that were doing so well mm-hmm. so and that and then the head of the sony the whole company is different than it was before so i think there's a there's just a lot of changes too oh yeah, oh, yeah. at the end of the day i think it's a good thing we gotta have people willing to stand up and compete with disney yeah i mean the more the merrier but that can they have an opportunity yeah not to everybody do can do what sony did no. even if they really really want to Right. Which is very sad, but... Well, and that's the problem with when you have such concentrated media mm-hmm. companies is that there there's going to be some that dictate product and vision and, you know, and that's the whole thing with antitrust. That's why people don't like monopolies is because yeah. it's not fair fighting. I but still, I don't know. I just, I f- feel like Disney's success is 80% of the Marvel movies. Yeah, their live action movies make a lot of money. But right. when people think of Disney's power, it's because of the ubiquity of the Marvel movies. I think Disney's power is that they create one like aspect. They create a movie. But what they really create is your ability to live in that movie in other ways. Through toys, oh, yeah. through theme parks. We'll wear through- Disney franchise shirts. Yeah. Backpacks, posters, yeah, they, toys. They, Disney lets it's you everywhere. live in the franchise, whereas all the other studios let you experience it. Yeah, it ends don't when the movie's over. Yeah. yeah. And and so does that really mean that Disney is creative and can create no. the fr- initial experience? They're good business. No. They're but good. I was going to say, they have a great business plan. But they, <laughs> let, but they keep you in it yeah. so long. And that's that's been their whole model. And they because... It, and because they have an inability to create and be creative themselves, as we've seen, they for just many, buy many these mm-hmm. other creative companies and then they incorporate them into their like huge media prison of like <laughs> theme parks and stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying it's terrible because I get caught up in it too. It too, Everybody it's the whole does. fandom. It's the ultimate. Guilty. It's like, the, yeah. If you conundrum. look at my office right now, I have a signed Buzz Lightyear from Tim Allen. I have well, that's just cool. Beauty and the Beast stuff. I have Avengers things everywhere. There's like so many Groots, so many Funko Pop Groots <laughs> right here. It's, it's crazy. I mean, I love it. So I'm a fan first and foremost um, of anything. And but I, it's like, guys, you gotta, you recognize you gotta slow yeah. down, please. This yeah. isn't this isn't gonna end well. But I'm also a fan of other things. I've got Harry Potters and I've got DC characters and and I just don't want to see those hurt by this by this other company. I I want more of those things. Yeah. I've got Transformers dolls. <laughs> I've got well, we don't talk about Transformers. <laughs> well there's I'm trying Toys to are cool. No, I I know what you mean. Trying to like show that I have represented all major studios in here. I even have John Wick stuff. You do? I do. I think I have a, I have a Robin Hood. I have a John Wick glass somewhere in here. The hotel. The hotel. (laughs) What? What? Taron Egerton Robin Hood. Yeah. Hold on. I even wore a sweatshirt today. I saw the sweatshirt hanging on the on the coat hook. She's showing us right. She's digging through her stuff right now. Yep. There it is. That's pretty cool. I drink beer. I mean, the the mug is cool. I drink beer out of that. Yeah. It's an awesome glass like. 
or hot chocolate. Hope if I put in the dishwasher, the the title would come off. Just the Robin Hood part, but the the thing on the back with the arrows and the yeah, it's pretty cool. It looks kind of like a Roman. Um, yeah, who knows what at least take the Robin Hood title off and keep the. It's supposed to be, I think, his thing. mask, his hood. No, I know. I just mean, who knows it? what time period? It was right, but to it be. looks like a Roman, um, like a Spartan, or a Spartan. Yeah, helmet. It's kind of it's it's an awesome figure. Point being, I got everything. Diversity in here, people. with media is good. <laughs> yeah, and Disney is just. I, don't I know. got Ferdinand. I love Scary Ferdinand. Big. Growing up, forgot about that movie. Yeah, yeah that did I come out. Ferdinand over there. And the big, like, huge things in my office, I have Captain America one sheets that are framed with... Paramount era. Paramount era Captain America. <laughs> That's I right. I gotta say. Paramount era. And they are, like, Same with my the crown jewels. That was yeah. Paramount, Paramount era Thor. Boy, do you think Paramount just walks into their offices every day and they're like, God dang it, <laughs> we messed up. Yeah, they do. Well, God. it wasn't... I don't think it, it... It didn't explode quite yet. Like, they they did good business, but it really didn't explode until just, Avengers I happened, so... I wonder if a Paramount company that was uh, Paramount Viacom and, like, um, CBS, whatever, the whole... If the whole company was just one company again, and they yeah. had... They would have had more resources to buy Marvel. Sure. Because they had a first-look deal to purchase Marvel, and mm-hmm. then they, they passed and Disney got them. But... What a, what a good decision for Marvel, at least. It's just crazy because Paramount knew they had distributed a few movies. They knew that there was potential there. Well, they didn't distribute. They distributed. Cap- they, Captain- didn't, they didn't distribute the Avengers yet. And that's really where people no, took No, but they notice. distributed Captain America and yeah. Thor and Iron Man. Iron Man. But they certainly weren't. They were profitable, but they certainly aren't what they were today, of course. So I don't know if Paramount yeah. really knew. had an idea. I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a crazy thought for sure, but. I even have a I think now they're just like comic God. books. I have a Captain America and Iron Man for the from the month I was born. That's awesome. No more Disney praise. <laughs> I'm, it's more Marvel praise. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, but Marvel is Disney now. I'm, I'm just saying I love Sadly. I love all this stuff. I, I know I, you do. <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> That's why Disney can keep doing what it does. They've got me. I feel like Disney's like the Matrix, and you're just plugged it in, is. and they're feeding. We gotta off wake of up. You. We got to deny ourselves the things we love for the greater good. I think we found the plot for Matrix 4. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder Keanu Reeves is coming back. He's like, we got to tell everybody again. Oh, yeah. Well, it's an ugly situation, but hopefully people will at least start coming around and seeing that it's not so black and white. And hopefully there's some sort of deal where it's able to be fair for everyone. Although... I'm going to end on the point that this is two mega corporations and part of me just really doesn't care what happens. Yeah, why would we, you know, (laughs) corporations are such a nasty word anyways. I know, but that's, they're two media empires that have really no effect on me other than the, maybe the, some of the stories that they might tell. And there's no financial like incentive for me to really care about this. If you don't base your whole identity around a fandom, it's a lot easier to not care. No. Part of me is like, Excited! Sony stood up for Disney to do. That to is cool. Disney. That's a ballsy that's, move. That that's I probably will the part celebrate. that I like the most. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, you know, you guys are just like money sucking corporations. That <laughs> yeah, I imagine this little short little Mr. Sony and this giant like kingpin from Spider Verse, <laughs> like <laughs> Mr. Disney, and it's just like, just like, you know what? No, we're not right. gonna bow down to we're, you any we're longer. Gonna do it. <laughs> we're, or we can do this ourselves. We Disney have venom. Crushes them. 
So more power to Sony. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, like all stories, I it's going to continue to do I wouldn't be surprised if Sony comes coming back, though. Like, I just prepare yourselves, like, yeah, it's it's, it's a possibility. It is a real possibility. Yeah. If they do, then we all we know all hope is lost. Disney yeah. can do whatever <laughs> it wants, whenever it wants. If it doesn't work out right away, they'll be like, okay, we'll just crack our fingers, put our feet right, up, sip crack. our scotch, and just wait for you to come crawling back. That was a good crack. Yeah, was all you need is one. a cigar and a banker's visor. Yeah, yeah. Can you be? Can you be Mr. A, Sony now? Yeah. Oh, Stock ticker. Keep me out of that. I'm just gonna go watch Mandy. Should we oh, uh, should we check out the weekend forecast now? Yeah. What do we have for movies? Yeah, let's wrap out? this up. We got so speaking of Sony, they have oh, a yeah. faith based film coming out, Overcomer, which uh, very I, limited, but yeah. should be good and fall in, and you know fall for that faith crowd that needs a more commercial title. Then um, Lionsgate has Angel Has Fallen, <laughs> and Fox Searchlight has Ready or Not, which kind of came out Wednesday, but. It's a weekend movie that yeah. where you're gonna see, Go see that it is awesome. uptick. Yeah, for sure. So, do you think Ready or Not could take number one this weekend? Mm, no. Or do you think it's not just not wide enough to? I don't think so. so I mean, you... it, it is it's number one in my wide mind. enough to where it's surprising, but I don't think it's gonna be able to get the appeal so to get at number one. Do you think one. Angels Fallen will overtake Good Boys? I think so. Yeah, I, I think, think it so. will make enough money to do it. I don't know. I think. Its the main word. target demographic aren't people who have to worry about back to school. They don't have That's to, true. you know, do any of that. They're just like, just dudes who like action films. I guess. Yeah, and it's coming off of Olympus Has Fallen and London Has Fallen, which I don't know if it has a following or not, but at least we're making three of them. <laughs> yeah. So maybe at least it's. it's a, I mean, like any, it's a like property, any trilogy, so. the second one didn't do as well as the first one, but the third ones can sometimes do better than the second one. It's it's being received better, I'm pretty sure. So, we'll so see. there's well, that. Again, it's not really saying that much. Well, maybe <laughs> but, not, but. <laughs> There's you a got Gerard Butler and Morgan Freeman coming back with a Nick Nolte thrown in the mix. Yeah, so. I do think As Good Boys. I do think Good Boys is going to have some good word of mouth where we're going to see a really yeah. small drop, um, in or terms of the game. box office. No, not a game, but probably a very less drop. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll probably just see Ready or Not again. No, go <laughs> see Good Boys. Like you really should go see it. Oh, I'm going to see Good Boys Peanut Butter Falcon s- tonight. Because oh. it's finally it's finally getting wider and it got here, so and I'm gonna check here. that nice. out. I'll let all you guys know. Right. Monday. I was all about those feel good movies. I'm so about the feel good movies. I hope all I'm not hyping those, this one up too much. All of those but this familiar does sound good. feel good yeah. movie beats are gonna be there. <laughs> I can. I haven't even seen it. And I'm guaranteeing it. Maybe that might be the case. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure hoping it'll be predictable as hell, but it'll be a good I time. <laughs> I kind of want to go see Angel Has Fallen. I've not seen Olymp. <laughs> I think I saw Olympus, but I didn't see London. I kind of want to see Angel. Go I kind of it. feel like a Gerard Butler like action movie. Dad, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were right about that cut in the trailer, by the way, because they showed well, like a clip of like that scene. And yeah, the it's actual for sure, scene. Yeah, it's for yeah. sure. Cut. He doesn't say dad until like twenty seconds later. When you when you told me about that, I could never unsee it because that trailer was like <laughs> everywhere for a while, and so yeah. I was like, I was always the only person. I mean. Everyone else in the movie, in the theaters watching it, thinking it's like an action movie trailer. But I was just, la- I always laugh the entire time. People are like, what does this guy think is so funny? I'm like, do you not see how it's this a is terrible edited? editing mistake? Do you, not, do you not see this? Well, but people yeah. don't recognize this stuff a whole lot, but it's there. But anyway, I just well, thought that was funny. Take it away with your well done plug, Kyle. 
Oh, you want me to do the plug? All we'll right. Always do the plug. All right. So, Off the Break Podcast, you guys can find it on iTunes, <laughs> but you can also find it on our website at silverscreeninsider.com. Uh, and on top of that, you can check out our entire movie database of upcoming releases <laughs> and movies that we've discussed already, as well as uh, the news item stuff that we uh, brought up today on the podcast. So, we check it out. We didn't talk about trailers today, but I thought that Jexy trailer, J E X I. Um, was hilarious. Yeah, so I I'd go check out that, that trailer. Good. That's like, what if our phones became the crazed ex-girlfriend memes? Did you guys ever see her personified? Yeah, that's with what Joaquin I told Phoenix. Cody. I was it's like, literally that's, that's her, like but inverse her. Com- comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like evil comedy. Her. I never saw the that. bombshell trailer. Was really good too. The Lionsgate bombshell yes, trailer. That got people a lot should of check praise. that one out. It's Charlie Saron looks so scary like Megan Kelly that unrecognizable. Yeah. it's crazy. I mean, you can kind of. See, you know it's not Megan Kelly because you would never be in a Fox yeah. News movie <laughs> about it. But um, she does, yeah, she does. Of the three of them, she was by far the most un, quote unquote unrecognizable. Yeah, very well casted. She there looked crazy like Megan Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, the trailer that stood out to me was Motherless Brooklyn. If you're like me and you've been going through a severe Edward Norton drought, true, and you just need that fix, you can get him as a Tourette's suffering underdog who gets taken under bruce willis mobster's wing and he goes on a quest of detective work and him. investigation directed and written um yeah directed written and produced too, by so. so that's what he's been working on all these years um good if you had children you would know he was on Storybots. so i've seen <laughs> some edward Storybots norton is. he plays a, <laughs> a tv appliance salesman live action or is it a voice Oh, it's live action. That sounds fantastic. So story, story bots are like little animated, like machine looking things that they have to go and find the answer to a question. And the questions are really cute. Like, oh, it's like an educational show? Yeah. It's like, where does ring come from? And it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original show, but my kids love it. And it's, and he was one, I can't remember. Snoop Dogg. I can't remember. Yeah. Snoop Dogg is in it. Snoop Dogg <laughs> was on a one. About, Wait, he's is ta- Snoop Dogg? Yeah. yeah. No, Snoop Dogg really is. And he's talks about yeah. binary coding. Ali Wong. Oh, and you love Ali Wong. Yeah. So, so there. Binary coding is a subject in a kid's educational yeah. television. Christina oh, Applegate, one decides David Cross. And they talk about coding being a combination of ones and zeros. And they're trying to find a cat and it's in a box. And the Judy one. Judy Greer stars in it. The That's one fantastic. thinks the cat is like stuck in there. And she's like, I can't help it. So she like opens it up and cat. it's all ones and zeros until it gets processed. They're trying to show how computers process. That's awesome. Ones and zeros That's to create. That actually, that actually is really cool. And Snoop yeah. Dogg so is, the, is the controller of the machine that does it. <laughs> I might have to watch this show. It's Netflix, really funny, Netflix but Edward Norton's in it. I did not know that. Uh, the very well, so he's, he's has been around still. Cool. The very first episode had Jay Leno <laughs> in it. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh. Storybots. He's been doing stuff. So check out an episode of Storybots and then go to the theater and see some. See ready or not? Yeah. See ready or not? Please. Yeah. All right. We'll have a good weekend. Until next time. Bye.